Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So DeSantis is coordinating things in Florida because of this hurricane. And Trump is going after DeSantis because of an increase in electric prices. I don't know. Maybe it backfires. Maybe it doesn't. Trump putting out on Truth Social. So now it is learned that Governor Ron DeSanctimonious. Oh, holy hell. Governor Ron DeSanctimonious unnecessarily approved a 20% hike in Florida electricity rates. The largest in history by far after taking a $9.5 million campaign contribution from Money Machine, Florida Power and Light, and subsidiaries. Next up to check out is the insurance industry, where DeSanctis gave up the store. His campaign and poll numbers have crashed to a point where it doesn't much matter anymore. But what a shame for Florida. Well, all's fair in love and politics. And if you're somebody who is uh, predicated on the pretend loyalty conversation, uh, going after DeSantis makes perfect sense. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today, 833-468-8669, 833-GOT-TONY. Now, let's never deny Trump's popularity. Save that. I'm going to get into that. I wanted to get into DeSantis, and this uh, just just came across. Is this the kind of thing that people are actually going to focus on and, and, and remember? Or is it going to be more of the commentaries like this, where DeSantis is standing in front of some of the disaster with uh, six uh, members of the Florida National Guard and saying, hey, uh, we're taking care of this. And for those people who want to take advantage of Floridians. Trying to loot uh, down in Steenhatchee. And I've told all of our personnel at the state level, you know, you you protect people's property and and we are not going to tolerate any looting in the aftermath of a natural disaster. I mean, it's just ridiculous that you would try to do something like that on the heels of an almost Category 4 hurricane hitting this community. I'd also just remind potential looters that people, you never know what you're walking into. People have a right to defend their property. Uh, This part of Florida, you got a lot of advocates and some proponents of the Second Amendment. And I've seen signs in different people's yards in the past after these disasters. And I would say it's probably here. You loot, we shoot. You never know what's behind that door. If you go break into somebody's house and you're trying to loot, uh, these are people that are going to be able to defend themselves and their families. So so I would not do it. Uh, we are going to hold you accountable from a law enforcement perspective at a minimum. And it could even be worse than that, depending on what's behind that door. So, I mean... As as I see it, that's the kind of talk that actually moves voters. This is how you deal with people who want to commit crimes. You're going to get hurt. You better not do it. Don't tell us we got to live in fear. You live in fear. As I have long discussed, if it's us or them, I choose us. Now, who are the us and who are the them? It actually depends uh, subject to subject. But if the free and thinking people of of the nation want to live without looting, and some people want to take advantage of a natural disaster by looting, well, it's us against them. I choose us. 
I choose us and I do it unapologetically. I don't care if somebody's angry about it. Screw. It means nothing. The the idea that this hurricane, I mean, it, it sounds callous. The hurricane's going to help DeSantis. That is a callous statement. What helps DeSantis is showing that he can handle the tragedy coming and the aftermath of it. Get the power back, get the roads clear, get people in a place where they can get their lives back on track. Take care of all the government stuff so the other stuff can then get taken care of by the people. By and large, you still have a society that isn't looking for the handout. What they're looking for is the ability to get government to get their things done so they can get their things done. In order for them to get their things done, the government's got to make sure the road's clear. We would consider that a function of government. We would say that makes sense. It's a great example here of I don't think Trump's going to take any hit from this. I'd be surprised if if, if the right, although I, I wouldn't be angry, I'd be surprised if the right said, oh, come on, what are you doing? I mean, Trump has been talking a, a, a lot. Did, did you hear this about Fox News from Trump? Why does Fox News constantly put on slow thinking and lethargic Bill Barr, who didn't have the courage or stamina to fight the radical left lunatics while he was the attorney general of the United States and who even more importantly refused to fight election fraud, of which there was much. He knew what was going on. Just look at his past remarks. Unless Fox News starts putting on the right people, their ratings will continue to erode. They're down 35% from just a short while ago. That's because people don't want to hear Bill Barr. They don't want to hear Karl Rove, and they don't want to hear Mark Thiessen. And some of these people, to put it nicely, they don't want to hear these people. They want to hear the people that... Hold on a second. Some of these people, to put it nicely? What was he going to say other than people? Oh, that line is fantastic. I may have to grab that. They don't want to hear Karl Rove, and they don't want to hear Mark Thiessen. And some of these people, to put it nicely, they don't want to hear these people. I Sorry, I'm in love with that. That is just fantastic. He's not done, though. They want to hear the people that are going to turn around our country. They want to hear the people that are going to make America great again. And until they do, Fox will suffer in the ratings. And frankly, it may be too late. Their debate was the lowest rated debate in history. And right opposite the debate, they had the highest rated interview in history. I won't say who participated in that interview because I want to keep things nice and friendly. But Fox News should get on the proper road. It's a road to greatness. It's a road to making America great again and putting America first. And if they do that, they will see their ratings surge again, maybe. Oh, God! We live in this world! Please, Lord, be the Matrix. How could this not be a simulation? Oh, that's awesome. That is awesome. If Fox would put on the people I want them to put on 
everything would be better. Fox doesn't have to do that. What Fox failed in, I mean, do we want to go over this again? What Fox failed in was a recognition of their audience. Not lying to their audience. If they thought they were lying to their audience and did it, they deserve all the derision they get. And then deciding that the answer is getting rid of Tucker? Well, maybe Tucker's the guy who left. But Fox takes the hit. Well, we're not going to let you play this or play that, so you're now going to give in uh, to Dominion? If your people knew that this was nonsense and you did it anyway, that's on you. You get that hit, you take that. Tony, you said things about Dominion. I took reporting and shared reporting. Shared conversations about the other nations that, according to the reporting, they didn't trust Dominion voting systems. I don't feel bad about that. I don't understand why I, I would remotely. Oh, I had when when Dominion um that the whole uh, uh settlement was was announced. I, I had people reach out. Oh, what about what you said? What about what I said? What about what I said? If you're telling me that the people at Fox had insight into what they were saying wasn't true, they should never have ever have ever have said it. I think it's okay to ask whether or not these voting machines were working. That is far different than saying they did X, Y, and Z purposefully. It was worth noting that there were other nations, as was reported at the time, that didn't use the systems because they didn't have faith in the systems. There's nothing disparaging about saying that someone didn't use the system because they don't have faith in it. There's no, there's no defaming there. But people are desperate to try and attack 24-7, 365. Just like media is desperate, at least uh, uh, the, the MSM, not to actually share data. Fox should never, no news outlet should, ne- should ever put themselves in a position, well, I know that the truth is this, but my audience really wants to hear this, so I'll just say this and I won't talk about this. The truth is X, the data is X, but my audience wants to hear Y, so I'll sit to only talk about Y and never really get into X. That's, that's messed up. That's messed up. And that's bad for Fox. Getting rid of Tucker, it's clear, is bad for Fox. Now, the ratings have rebounded a bit, for sure. Because no one stays angry for forever. It's like watching Newsmax, right? Has Newsmax benefited from Fox's failure? Absolutely. Absolutely. But is Fox still leaps and bounds ahead in the ratings? Yes, of course. So the idea that Fox has fallen apart, that's not it. Has Fox taken hits? undoubtedly true remember that msnbc and cnn would love to be in fox's position don't forget that but there's a reason that cnn and msnbc are not i'm going to share with you a, a a tweet and a post that was put out on x twitter here's the tweet from cnn two men in uganda are facing separate charges of aggravated homosexuality, an offense punishable by death under the country's controversial new anti-gay laws. Now, you hear that, 
And what do you say to yourself? When you hear that, what is it that, 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 that you think? All I know is, if you were to tell me and read that to me, being charged with aggravated homosexuality, I would say that Uganda is the most anti-gay place on the planet. And by the way, it may, it may very well be. I'm not here to defend the Ugandan government. But what's missing from the story, from what they put out on Twitter, is context. Thank goodness for community notes over there on the social media platform, Twitter X. The title is misleading and leaves out important details about the two men. And you're like, oh, oh is that right? Is that right? Well, what exactly are the details that were put out? A 20-year-old man in eastern Uganda was charged after he allegedly, quote, performed unlawful sexual intercourse with one man, age 41, with a disability. Now, wait a second, CNN. You're telling me that these men in Uganda are facing separate charges of aggregated homos- aggravated homosexuality, which would make one believe that gay men are under attack in Uganda. But you have a 20-year-old who had forced intercourse with a 41-year-old who had a disability. Do we get to know what the disability is? Do we get to know what the disability is? These are two very different things. One of the, the ways this gets described is uh, you're, you're walking down the, the, the street. You're crossing the street, and there's a, an older woman in, in, in the street, and, and a car is coming, and the car doesn't see her, and so you push uh, uh, that woman out of the way to save her life. And the New York Times writes the story... Uh, man pushes or woman pushes old woman uh, in street. Is that what happened? That's not what happened. Another man who was charged with aggravated homosexuality, it was, quote, a sexual act with a child aged 12 of the same sex. So in one case... It was about a a, a sexual assault of somebody who was disabled. And in another case, it was about a sexual assault of a 12-year-old. To say that two men in Uganda are facing separate charges of aggravated homosexuality makes you say, oh, what a horrible country Uganda is. They didn't report the story. They didn't tell us the facts. Now... If you want to tell me the Fox is the worst station, worst network in the history of the world for Dominion Voting Services, you can. But why is it that I think this story about Uganda is much more egregious? Maybe because it is. The whole story must be told. Sometimes you got to deal with the data that you have. But when you have more data, you share it. These people at CNN purposefully hit it purposefully hiding this. I think uh, the idea that we call them a news outlet 
Maybe that should stop. I'm Tony Katz. showed up for a volleyball game. You you can't make it up. It's insane. Or was it 90,003? Was it 90? It's crazy. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 92,003. Sorry, it wasn't 93,000. 92,003. They were, I guess, trying to beat a world record of attending a women's sporting event. It was FC Par- Barcelona uh, had a crowd of 91,648 in a champion league uh, for women, I guess. Um, and they're like, we can do this. So they played volleyball inside. Where where do the Huskers play? Is that Husker Stadium? I don't, I don't even know the name of the stadium. Inside, they put in 93,000 people. 92,003 people. It's crazy. I mean, the walk down the tunnel, the whole thing. I'm sorry. That's fun. Nah, it, this and it, and it's not it's not about women's volleyball, although I'm sure it's 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 a fun game. I mean, I you, I have watched it before. It's some of those rallies are, are pretty impressive things. I can't do it. Bob Devaney, what is the Bob Devaney Sports Center? Is that the name of the stadium? Ah, okay. Well, I knew it was in Lincoln. I knew it was in Lincoln. I just didn't know the name of the place. What what people went for is they wanted to be part of something. They went to be part of a of a moment. People like experiences. And sometimes things just catch you like, that's cool. Let's go do that. In Indianapolis, I think, is it the Olympic swim trials that's going to happen? It's the Olymp- I think it's the Olympic swim trials. They're going to take place in Indianapolis. They're building the swimming pools inside of Lucas Oil Stadium where the Colts play. That's awesome. That is unbelievable. They're like, no, no, we get a bigger crowd. We'll just build the pool. What do you mean we're going to build the pool? Ah, we'll build the pool. Somebody, Tommy, Tommy, get the hose. Go over to Jimmy's and get the hose. Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Ursace. Go there and we'll fill them up. We'll fill them up. We'll just... Uh, just a couple pools. It'll be good. Oh, it's going to be awesome. People want an experience. They want the crazy. So right now, there are there are a bunch of kids at a university somewhere saying, 92,000? We can get more than 92,000. And they're planning it. Fun. Experiences are good. This is not proof that women's sports is just as popular. No, it's not. It's proof of fun. That's okay, too. This is Tony Katz today. Find everything at TonyKatz.com.
hatred of women continues. I, I, I'm not talking about something historical here. I'm talking about women who hate women. Because it's continuing. Progressives who hate women. And it's continuing. The idea that men can be women is in and of itself a hateful thought process and comment. But when you say men can be women and women have to now sit on the sidelines because a man is taking their place, I mean, that's, that is, I don't know how much more hate you're supposed to put out there. And I don't know how it is we're not supposed to notice. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's so good to be with you. Let me start with just something that, that, uh, it explains the, the nonsensical nature of, of it all. What explains the very idea uh, that why don't these people have a standard? Who are these people? I'm talking about progressives and the progressive thought process. Where is the standard here? This was uh, somebody who admits to being a school counselor. And I don't know where they are, but they're in a, a bathing suit. And, and it looks like a bathing suit. I have no idea. Uh, and they're being asked questions about, about being born in the wrong body. That's, of course, the conversation. These people, uh, they're, they're, they're just born in the wrong body, and they know it, and they know it at a very young age. And so we have to affirm their gender by allowing them these surgeries and everything else. We've discussed this many, many times. I'm not telling you anything you don't know. What I want to share with you is how this is playing out and why it is that it deserves the levels of pushback that's getting from people like myself, possibly people like you, and others. And it doesn't matter that the names, uh, that they call you names, it doesn't matter the names that you are called, there is, uh, there is right and there is wrong. There is a standard to be upheld. This is about people who want to eliminate that standard. Listen to this conversation. Emily, we're too educated. When you're 12 years old, you're like, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. And that's fine. Like, that's how you feel. And then if you continue that lifestyle, then that's your life. But my job as an adult and a human being is to respect the choices other people make. Shouldn't we be able to define what it means to be born in the wrong body? Well, we can define what it means to be in the wrong body. Okay, what is that? What does it mean? I feel like I'm in the wrong body. That's what it means. I think children are extremely naive, and I think children will listen to the adults around them. You know, 10-year-olds engage in magical thinking, right? Absolutely. I'm a school counselor. That's my job. I literally do this professionally. so let's stop just for a moment. And they're, they're adding some, some musical flourishes to it, and the whole thing ends with the Curb Your Enthusiasm theme. I, I, look, I've played it many times. You're, you're familiar with it. It's because these people are ridiculous, and I want to take a moment to go back I want you to understand what's being said because some of it, you, and so many times you hear this, I'll be like, oh, these people are ridiculous. All oh, the word salad. But let's, let's go. It starts with this woman being asked questions and the guy she is with saying this. Emily, we're too educated. Emily, we're too educated. It starts with. Some guy that she's with deciding that these questions are beneath them. How dare you ask me questions about uh, a, a child's gender? Oh, we're too educated for this conversation. You're beneath us. The very problem with the college set, the very problem with the so-called academic set, 
the elitists is how we would describe it, is that they believe they do not have to entertain the conversation at all because you are the rube. You are the anti-intellectual. You are the one who does not know. What do you do for a living? Menial labor? My God, you're probably a plumber. <laughs> the plumber's making $800,000 a year, but neither here nor there. And you're going to wish you had more people doing HVAC work when it's 100 degrees and you're sweating to death. Or are you one of these people who's like, well, at least we're saving the environment. And then you could just like cue the music. It starts with we're elitists and you don't deserve our time. Emily, we're too educated. Emily, we're too educated. Uh, it, it should be on t-shirts. It's so great. And then it gets to this woman, Emily. Emily, we're too educated. When you're 12 years old, you're like, I feel like I'm in the wrong body. And that's fine. Like, that's how you feel. And then if you continue that lifestyle, then that's your life. But my job as an adult and a human being is to respect the choices other people make. Now, let's say you're 12 years old and you think that you're in the wrong body. That's fine. That's how you feel. It's exactly what Emily says. And then if you continue that lifestyle, then that's your life. That is actually the argument for not allowing children to mutilate themselves, not allowing children to engage in certain practices, not allowing children to take puberty blockers or hormones. It is the recognition that when you're 12, you can't make the decision. If this should continue to when you're 26, do what you will. But what a weird thing to say when you say that my job as an adult and as a human being. That lifestyle and that's your life. But my job as an adult and a human being is to respect the choices other people make. What if other people are murderers or serial rapists? Are you supposed to respect those choices? My job is not to respect the choices that other people make. My job is to recognize that personal responsibility must take hold and they are responsible for the choices that they have made. There's a difference. I don't have to respect the choice. There are some people that chose to leave the United States and fight for ISIS. I don't respect that choice. I also don't let you back into the country. You decided to fight with those people. You decided that those terrorists matter. Enjoy your new life. There's going to be a lot of rape. And it's disgusting. And you should have known that. And you were told that. And you went anyway. It's going to be horrible. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I don't respect it. It's not for me to respect the choices other people make. It is for me to note, well, that's a bad choice. I think I'm going to teach my kids what a bad choice that guy made. And you are responsible for the choices that you make. Now uh, we get to uh, the guy asking the questions. Shouldn't we be able to define what it means to be born in the wrong body? Well, we can define what it means to be in the wrong body. Okay, what is that? What does it mean? I feel like I'm in the wrong body. So a definition is your feelings. I'm in the wrong body. That's your definition of being born in a wrong body. That's, well, that's a, a, a statement. Feelings are definitions as opposed to uh, an understanding communally. So everyone can just decide. And there is no actual definition. That's what it means. For I example, think children are extremely naive and I think children will listen to the adults around them. You know, Wait a second. 
That's absolutely true. Children are naive. I think children are extremely naive, and I think children will listen to the adults around them. That's absolutely correct. Emily is uh, saying something here. Children are naive, and children will listen to the adults around them, which is more and more reason for you to ensure that the adults around them are doing the right thing. And these teachers who want to hide things from parents are not people doing the right thing for your kids. There is a school district uh, it, that's being sued by the state of California because the school district demands that you notify the parent when the child is using a pronoun this or doing something like that. And the state says, you're outing these children and that's wrong. They are trying to give the children agency. But Emily just told us that kids are naive because they're children and they're not adults. The state of California wants to say, we're going to treat them as adults and give them agency and they can decide these things and they can keep things from their parents. When I discuss one of the great problems is we're seeing uh, the federal government, we're seeing uh, those involved in these government type jobs and teaching is uh, in, in this, well, at least in public schools, in this and these Marxists and people who are Marxist uh, sympathetic, which is to say schmucks, and they are trying to cleave the parent away from the child. When I talk about it in terms of, uh, oh, we're going to offer free school bre breakfast at the school, free breakfast for everybody at the school. So we're now taking away the responsibility of the parent to feed their own child? This doesn't, this doesn't end well. This doesn't lead to good things. It doesn't lead to a, a, a strong nuclear family. It leads to a nuclear family that gets destroyed. But we know that Marxists want to do that because they believe the state should have control and these parents are nothing more than breeders. Just make the babies and we'll take care of the rest so we can achieve our utopia that never comes. You'll note that their utopia never comes. All communists are liars and frauds. So that video that's making the rounds on social media is just part of a conversation about the hate. Because if you believe that children are naive and at the same time we have to affirm their gender, you're saying that you know the kid's not capable of this, you know the kid is not qualified to make this decision, but we're going to let them do it anyway. Uh, that's hatred of children. You hate kids when you do that. The hatred is everywhere. There is a court decision that just took place. And this court decision is a judge rejecting a lawsuit from sorority sisters who wanted to block a man who claims to be a woman from joining the sorority because the judge will not define what is a woman. There's nothing in the bylaws that define what a woman is and so the judge says, with its inquiry beginning and ending there, the court will not define a woman today. Katanji Brown-Jackson should never have been allowed on the Supreme Court. She can't define what a woman is. I'm not a biologist. And we somehow accepted that as an answer. It's not an answer. It's radical. It is about erasing women. And we should be clear that Justice Katanji Brown-Jackson is a misogynist who's totally fine with erasing women. This judge thinks that a man can claim to be a woman and join a sorority. You are saying that women don't have rights, that women should be subjugated to anything that a man wants to do to them. It's disgusting. And yet it is women who are by and large the ones allowing this misogyny to take place. Over there at Vogue in the UK, 
they have a list of 25 powerhouse women. On that list of 25 powerhouse women, there's only one athlete. The athlete's name, Emily Bridges, a cyclist. Except Emily Bridges is a man who claims to be a woman and is on the list of 25 powerhouse women, the only athlete. The only female athlete they could find at British Vogue was a man. You're erasing women. This is what the left is doing, and this is what suburban soccer moms and others are allowing to happen if they don't fight back against it. They'll erase your daughter from a sorority. They'll erase your daughter from a swim team, from any other athletic team. They will erase your daughters. Why aren't these people standing up for women? Why aren't these people standing up for their daughters? It doesn't make any sense. It's crazy town. Which brings us to Keith Olbermann, who decided that he needs to yell at Riley Gaines, the swimmer, who has been very, very proactive in supporting women in sports and good on her. She was tweeting about the governor of Nebraska, Jim Pillen, who signed a, a piece of a legislation, uh, the Women's Bill of Rights, you know, recognizing what is a woman. And there's a senator by the name of Megan Hunt at Nebraska Megan on Twitter. And Megan Hunt uh, has uh, uh, put out on, on, on Twitter. Uh, where is it? Oh, gosh, I had it right here. Good Lord. Dang it. There it is. Today, Governor Pillen, famous women's rights supporter, signed this offensive and ridiculous proclamation establishing a women's bill of rights. He should try saying this stuff to my face. Then we would see who's got what biological advantage. I, 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 what, in the, what in the world is with uh, the, the, the anger here? What's wrong with saying that women have rights? That is super duper weird. Well, it gets, it gets weirder. Gets weirder because Riley Gaines responds, defining a woman equals ridiculous to state Senator Megan Hunt. Remember that next election, Nebraskans. Sounds like a rational thing to put. Enter Keith Olbermann. The disgraced, I guess you call him that, a former uh, sports reporter, former MSNBC uh, uh, anchor, sports center anchor, I shouldn't say reporter, sports center anchor. Can you address, he writes this to Riley Gaines, can you address the reality and move past it? You sucked at swimming, that's why you lost. How much more could the political left hate women? We shouldn't have a women's bill of rights, we shouldn't note the differences between men and women, and the only reason you're upset is because you sucked at swimming. She was a champion in women's swimming. I had uh, uh, responded on Twitter, Keith Olbermann telling women to accept that they are being erased by progressives is exactly what you would expect from Keith Olbermann. There's a real desire. I mean, never mind that Keith Olbermann is completely uh, out, out of his head and completely disconnected to the, to the facts uh, of the conversation. This desire to erase women is nuts. This is certifiable. In its madness, this idea that we, well, children, they're, they're children, but they could decide this. It is nuts. You are correct to fight it. Every time you do, you're doing the right thing. 
You are right to demand to know what's going on in your kid's school. You are to, you are correct and right, and you are thinking properly to demand better for your daughters that they are allowed their space, to which is to exist and not be erased by these progressives who cannot define between right and wrong. Now, why that is, ooh, I can talk about that. Remind me to get to that tomorrow. Keep it here. This is Tony Katz today. The story has made its way around the transom. Trump pleading not guilty to election charges in Georgia and has waived uh, arraignment. This in efforts to, quote, overturn the 2020 election victory of Joe Biden. So that's the latest there. There, look, it seems that every day there's going to be a legal maneuvering, a plea here, a claim there, or something. This this is our lives for at least the next year. This is our life. for the, Now, the question is, of course, is Trump going to get the nomination? That's a whole different conversation. I'm going to break it down the very best I can because I have my own thoughts about whether or not he can win a general. But I think it's weird that people are denying that he's popular. Two things can happen at the same time. A guy can be popular and still not actually be able to win a general. Denying his popular is super weird. Denying that he's popular with Republicans, super weird. I will break that down. I've got the numbers. I'll share it with you. This is Tony Katz today.